Shabbat Shalom, Body and Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from this cloudy, rainy day that we are enjoying in our region. We've had a drought all year. I think we're like 10 inches behind. So any kind of rain is greatly appreciated and the um, weekend is supposed to be a little bit rainy, so praise Yahweh. Anyways, I pray that you had a good week. I pray that you have a good Sabbath day of rest. And as always, I pray that all of us continue growing, increasing in our understanding of Yahweh's instructions. And today, <coughs> excuse me, we want to talk about Yahshua. Who is he? And we will go and look in the scriptures to see who Yahshua is. And when we see what the scripture says, then some of our ideas that we've been taught throughout our life, we will be able to examine whether or not those ideas, those what things we think were truth, um, those traditions, we can then remove from our thinking if they violate Yahweh's laws and commandments. Now I want to uh, share something with you that will help you understand when you study the scriptures and especially because there's usually a few scriptures that people will focus in on and and it's it's usually a few and it'll say one thing but then there are many scriptures starting in Torah all the way through Revelation that will say something opposite and the negative thing or the sad thing is is so many people hold on to those few scriptures and either reject or ignore or disbelieve the majority of what the scripture is teaching on whatever that subject is. So here's something to consider. Here's something to think about when you find a few scriptures that seem to contradict what the rest of the scripture is talking about. And one of the things that I have learned is that when there are just a few scriptures that say something, then I just kind of just put it on the shelf until I see clearly what thus saith Yahweh. And you always go to the Torah and the prophets to see what they say. And whatever they say 
is what is the truth that you need to hold on to. So what I want to share with you real quickly is about biblical interpretation methodology. Is when you find a few verses that say one thing or appears to say one thing. And see, that's a key issue. Many times in these few verses that we find that seem to contradict many other verses, it just seems to contradict it. Most of the time, it's because we don't understand what the writer believed, we don't understand the culture, and we don't see things through Hebrew eyes. Most of the time, we see things through pagan eyes from the background which, which we came from. And many in Torah don't want to think that they may still have some paganism beliefs in their mindsets. But many times, you know, the Word exposes things, brings light where there is darkness, and you, and you wonder, how did I not see that before? And we just keep growing, and we keep growing, and we keep repenting, and we keep renouncing things that, you know, Yahweh brings to light. So, many times, it's not that those scriptures disagree with what the many say, but it's that we don't comprehend what the writer was trying to communicate. We don't know what the writer believed. We don't know what the writer is saying. And we don't know about Hebrew culture, being many of us live in the West, and, you know, most of the Hebrew culture we know about is in what's called Judaism, quote-unquote. And not all things in Judaism is biblical. Not all things in Judaism is of Torah and the prophets. There are many traditions. There are many traditions of man in Judaism and even in Torah. You know, I read somewhere on Facebook the other day that this person was implying because they were in Torah, they were no longer part of man-made traditions. And that's not accurate. Many still have man-made traditions. Um, just try to share with them a scripture that violates those man-made traditions and you know you'll see their reaction so biblical interpretation methodology is when you find a few verses to say one thing or appears to say one thing but then you find many verses starting in Torah and continues throughout the scripture that says something else and many go usually with the select few because that supports their belief structure. That supports what they've been taught. And we cannot be like that. We need to go with what the whole scripture says. So when you understand this, when you understand this uh I already forgot how to say it. When you understand biblical interpretation methodology, 
that you hold on to the majority of what the scripture says on the subject and not just camp out on a select few, when you understand that, that will help you have the accurate, proper interpretation of the scriptures. And now we're all growing, and we all need to be gracious, and we all have come short and, you know, misunderstood things, and at one time believed this, and then, you know, as time progressed, we, we were changed by Yahweh's Spirit, and we saw things in a different light. You know, just because you um, might believe something that people say is quote-unquote wrong teaching doesn't make you a, you know, wrong person, a wrong prophet, or you're teaching error or anything. It's just that you just don't, you haven't seen it yet. You haven't understood it yet. And... We need to be very careful when someone says they believe in the Creator and they believe in His Son, even if they don't understand His Hebrew name or something like that, we need to be very careful who we judge, criticize, and label and spread out to the body of Messiah that that individual is a false teacher, a false prophet, a false whatever. Because, you know, if they are not, you're going to come under judgment and conviction from Yahweh. And He doesn't take kindly to people abusing and misinforming other believers and causing strife and division in the house concerning people that he's anointed. And yes, none of us have the whole package together. None of us have everything um, perfectly as far as understanding the scriptures. We've all come short. We've all misunderstood things, and maybe still do misunderstand things. But we need to be gracious. We need to walk in love towards our neighbors, and that means no matter what they believe, no matter what they think, no matter what their lifestyle is, you are being an example of Yahshua to them, and Yahshua commanded us to love our neighbor as He loved us. And when you get the understanding of how Yahshua loves us, lay down his life for us, and that we are called to do the same, even to those that we disagree with. Now, the sad thing, and this is how you can tell when you're religious, is you just cut people off if they don't, if they don't be believe exactly the same way you do. Well, that's not walking in love. That's not walking in love as far as I see it. You know, Yahshua never cut off Peter and the apostles when he knew they were going to forsake him. Yahshua never cut off Judas when he knew he was going to betray him. And we need to have that same love for our neighbors and for the brethren 
as Yahshua. Okay, so now let's get into our subject. I've already spent enough time on that bunny trail. All right, Yahshua, who is he? Now I'm going to go pretty quickly, so, you know, just pause this. I was listening to a brother the uh, last night, as a matter of fact, and I said to my wife, boy, he sure goes faster than I even do. And that's why you just pause it, you turn to the scripture, and then you continue. All right, Yahshua, who is he? Romans 1.3. It says, concerning his son, meaning Yahweh's son, who came of the seed of Dawid, or David, according to the flesh, who was designated son of Elohim, with power according to the set-apart spirit by the resurrection from the dead Yahshua Messiah the master of us so right here Paul is introducing the people of Rome who were just coming out of paganism he was introducing them to the Hebraic Messiah and so he said that he was of the seed or the lineage of David. So the first thing we need to see is the Messiah was of the seed of David. That means he was of the human, natural lineage of David. He was not deity. It doesn't say he was deity here. It says that he was of the human seed of David. That's something that's real important to, to understand. That Yahshua, he was a human. He was of the human lineage of David. Alright? Now, if you go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 2 Timothy chapter 2 And verse number 8, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 8 says, Remember that Yahshua Messiah of the seed of Dawid or David was raised from the dead according to my good news. Now here's something else to understand. Yahshua was born of the lineage of David. A deity can never die. Yahweh cannot die. Why? Because He's the Creator. He's the Most High. He's the Almighty. Yahshua, He was born of the lineage of David, became man, suffered on the stake, was crucified and buried, and then Yahweh raised him from the dead. And so, that's something for those that believe that Yeshua was Yahweh manifested in the flesh, or that Yahshua was deity. He couldn't have been because he died. And the scripture says 
that the Creator cannot die. Yahweh cannot die. He is not man, the prophet said, the Torah said. He is not man, he is a spirit. So he could not die, but Yeshua wasn't a spirit. He was fully, 100% man. Alright? So that's the first thing to understand. Is that Yahshua, who he is, is of the seed of David. Alright? In Matthew 16, <clears throat> verses 15 and 16... Yahshua came to Peter and said to Peter, Whom do people say that I, the Son of Man, am? So first of all, <coughs> excuse me, Yahshua referred to himself as the Son of Man. Or in this version, he says, Who do men say the, the Son of Adam is? And then he said, some say you're Yohanan, meaning John the Immerser, others Eliehu, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then Yahshua said to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answering, said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living Elohim. So, we, one thing we need to see, and if you, if you read throughout the Renewed Covenant, you'll see that all the Jews, all the apostles, all the believers, understood that Yeshua was not deity. He was not Elohim. He was not part of a trinity or a duality. There was... Yahweh, the Creator, the Most High, Elohim, and Yahshua, Hamashiach. Now, whenever you read the read about Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, you will see there's always a distinction between the Creator, the Most High, the Father, Yahweh, and it will always say His Son or the Son of Man or the son of Elohim, and then Yahshua's name. So there's always that distinction. What does that tell us? That tells us that Yahshua is Yahweh's son only. And Yahweh, the Torah and the prophets say all throughout that Yahweh alone created the heavens and the earth. That Yahweh alone is the Redeemer, the Savior. That Yahweh alone is the Almighty, the Most High. And <clears throat> He sent, and I know a lot of people think that word sent means that Yahshua was with the Father. Kind of like... <clears throat> Me and my wife live in our house, and if she sends me to the store, that we were physically together, and she sent me, that's not what that means. Just like the scriptures say that Yahweh sent, or Yeshua sent the apostles. Yahshua sent 
the Apostle Paul. Oh, yeah, the Apostle Paul. Yahshua was never with Paul, and Paul was never physically with Yahshua. And so we need to understand that's not talking about physically, that Yahshua was physically with the Father and He sent them. He sent them just like you and I are sent to be the husband of a specific woman or a wife of a specific man, or you were sent to work at a certain place, or you were sent as an apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, and teacher for the instruction of the body, for the equipping of the saints, so on and so forth. We were sent. Doesn't mean we were sent from heaven or from physically being with Yahweh. No. It means we are spiritually sent. Alright? So, it says here that Peter said that you are the Messiah, the Son of the living Elohim. So that's who Yahshua is. He is the Son of the living Elohim. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, this is very familiar. Excuse me. It says, For this purpose, the Son of Yahweh was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Notice, and see, and I, all the times I've preached that word, that verse, and read it, and meditated on it, never saw it. It says, this purpose, the Son of Yahweh, not Yahweh manifested in the flesh, not Yahshua Elohim, but the Son of Yahweh was manifested. And we know that Yeshua was manifested through the birth of the Virgin Mary. Mary. Alright, now here's another good verse. Acts 2, verse 22. It says, Yahshua of Nazareth. Now get this. This is so important. This is on the day of Pentecost. Peter standing up to explain to Israel what just took place. And he says, Yahshua of Nazareth, a man. He didn't say a God. He didn't say a deity. He didn't say that, it, that he was Yahweh manifested in the flesh. He said, Yahshua of Nazareth. And back in biblical times, that's how they referred to certain people. They would say their name, and then from the city they were from. Yahshua of Nazareth. And so, like for me, it would be Mark of Fort Myers, Florida. So, Yahshua of Nazareth, a man approved of Yahweh among you by miracles and wonders and signs 
that Yeshua did all on his own because he's deity. No, it doesn't say that. It says, Yahweh among you, by miracles, wonders, and signs, Yahweh did by him. Yahweh is the one, the Creator, the Most High, the Almighty, Elohim. He is the one that performed all the miracles that you, through Yahshua the man. Why? Acts 10.38 tells us that Yahweh anointed Yahshua of Nazareth with His Spirit and with His power. And Yahshua went about doing good, bringing healing to all that, are, that were oppressed of the devil, for Yahweh was with Him. And we know in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, when he was in the synagogue, he said, The Spirit of Yahweh is upon me and has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty those that are captive, so, so on and so forth. He didn't say he was doing it on his own accord. In John I believe it's either 12 or 14, it said that the works that Yahshua did, he, didn't, he did the Father's works, or the Father worked through Him. Just like when you and I pray for an individual, and a leg grows out, or a limb that was missing is replaced, or an organ is replaced, a creative miracle takes place, a healing takes place, Demons come out of individuals. We didn't do that. It's Yahweh. Through His anointing and through His power and grace worked through us, flowing through us to reach an individual, to expel darkness out of them, to heal them, or to perform some miraculous creative miracle. When Yahshua told Peter, when it was time to pay their taxes, to go fishing, and the first fish that he caught, take the coin out of its mouth. How did he know it was going to be in his mouth? Prophetically. Take the coin out of his mouth, and he said, go pay your taxes and my taxes. That was a creative miracle. Yahweh did that. Through Yahshua. Same way when the loaves and the fishes were multiplied. Yeshua didn't do that. He looked up to heaven and he blessed what they had. And the blessing of Yahweh came upon the fish and the bread, multiplied it, and fed thousands of people. Yeshua didn't do that on his own. He didn't do that because... He was part of a trinity or part of a duality of Yahweh's. No. He did that. The scripture clearly says that Yahweh worked signs, wonders, and miracles through the man, Yahshua, by the power of Yahweh's spirit and through Yahweh himself. And see, we need to understand that. We need to understand who Yahshua is because John 17, 3, 
Here, let's turn there. We've gone over this a few times. John 17, 3 says, And this is everlasting life, that they may know you, talking about the Father, the only true Elohim. So Yahshua didn't call himself an Elohim. He said that you, the Father, Yahweh, is the only true Elohim, and Yahshua Messiah, whom He sent. I have esteemed you, Yahweh, on earth, having accomplished the work, Yahweh, you, have given me that I should do. And then He says in verse 6, I have revealed your name, Yahweh, to the men who you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have guarded your Torah. Now they have come to know that all you gave to me is from you. Now if Yahshua was the second person in a duality or a trinity, this totally defeats that thought because he said, your word, they have come to know all that you, which is singular, have given to me is from you because the words which you, Yahweh, gave to me, I have given them, given to them, and they have received them, Yahweh's Torah, Yahweh's instructions, and have truly known that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. Now right there, people say, oh yeah, see there, right there it says, that I came forth from you. That's not talking about physically. Understand what John believed. Understand when you read the full book of John, you will see that he believed there was Yahweh alone and Yahshua. And just as Yahweh has sent me with the anointing that He's placed upon me to minister His Word. I did not come physically from Him, but I was still sent from Him. That's the same way with Yahshua. He was sent from Yahweh, but He didn't physically come from Yahweh. But He was sent to preach and to teach and to do the works that Yahweh anointed him to do. And when you read the whole book of John, you will see that that's what John is communicating in his writings. Same way in, in 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. So we need to understand who Yahshua is that he was a man, Peter said, approved by Yahweh. 
Now, in Mark chapter 1, verse 24, when he was casting out some demons, let's turn there, Mark chapter 1, verse 24, I'm not going to be able to get to all the scriptures, but you will at least get the, this thought of who Yahshua is, that he's of the seed of David, he's the son of man, he's the son of Yahweh, He's not deity. And you can just begin, this is a seed, and just take it and, and work it. Grow with it. Learn of it. Look at all the scriptures. Read the scriptures through this Hebraic thought or perception or mindset, and you will see that it's accurate. Verse 24. Um, actually, verse 23. And there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. So he had a demon. And he cried out saying, What have we to do with you, Yahshua of Nazareth? Notice what the demon did not say. What have we to do with you, Yahweh? Or the second person of the Godhead. He didn't say that. It says that he said, what have we to do with you, Yahshua of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The set-apart one of Elohim. He didn't say he was Elohim. He didn't say he was Yahweh manifested in the flesh. He didn't say he was anything outside of the set-apart one, the Messiah the Anointed One of Yahweh, or Elohim. Of Elohim, not that He was Elohim. And see, if anybody would have understood who Yahshua was, this demonic spirit would have. And, but He said who Yahshua is. That he is the set-apart one of Yahweh. Look in Revelation. And see, this is just so consistent all through Scripture. Look in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. It says, And has made us sovereigns or kings and priests to his Elohim and Father. It says here that Yahshua, because verse 5 says, and from Yahshua the Messiah, okay, then verse 6, and has made us kings and priests to his Elohim and Father. To him be esteemed and rule forever and ever. Amen. So we see here that even John, writing from the Isle of Patmos, says that there's a separation between Yahweh the Almighty, the only true Elohim, and the Father. Or Elohim and Father, meaning they're one and the same, and Yahshua. 
So Yahshua here calls Elohim his father, just like he did when he rose from the dead. He saw Miriam and he said, don't touch me because I have not ascended to, to my Elohim and your Elohim, my father and your father. That tells us that Yahshua has an Elohim and his name is Yahweh. When you read, read this in context, it's just all over the place who Yahshua is. Now, in Numbers 23, 19, it says that Yahweh is not a man. So if Yahshua was a deity, and he isn't, it says that Yahweh is not a man. He's a spirit. But Yahshua wasn't a spirit. He had a spirit, but he wasn't a spirit. He was a human. Peter testified to that. So we see in the Torah that it says that Yahweh cannot be a man. So Yahshua cannot be Yahweh. He is not the second person of the duality of Yahweh's or the Trinity. Hosea 11 verse 9 says, For I am El and not man. For I am Elohim, in other words, <coughs> and not man. So was the Torah wrong with people's traditions today that, you know, they're basically started um, from Catholicism in 325 and many have still believed these pagan thoughts and the enemy has just twisted it to get them to sound more Hebraic by saying there's two Yahwehs. There's not two Yahwehs. There's nowhere in the scripture that clearly says there are two Yahwehs. And see, Yahweh's commandments about worshiping Yahweh, Elohim, and having no other deities before you, when you make Yahshua a deity, you're putting a deity before Yahweh. And that's idolatry. Alright, here's another very good scripture. Okay, turn to Isaiah 53. Remember we talked a few weeks ago about the prophetic, perfect, tense, which means you call those things that do not exist as though they did, and you'll read scriptures that it seems like something has already taken place or will take place, and it's because in the mind of Yahweh, it is done. In the mind of Yahweh, it is finished. When He has spoken His Word, in the mind of Yahweh, it's a finished fact. It's completed. Just like we learned that Yahweh called Abraham a father of many nations before he had any children. Why? Because in Yahweh's heart, in Yahweh's mind, he gave the prophetic word, and in Yahweh's mind and heart, it was a done deal. It was a done deal. All right, Isaiah 53, verse 3. I didn't notice this till, till recently. Remember, we're talking about 
who Yahshua is. He's the Son of Man. We saw that He was born of the seed or the lineage of David. It says here, verse 3, A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Now why didn't the prophet say that He was the second person of the Trinity or He's the duality of Yahweh's? No, they would never be acquainted with grief. Only a man can be acquainted with grief. Only Yahshua can be acquainted with our sorrows. Why? He was a man. He was crucified as a man. He took all our sin upon His flesh as a man, not as a deity, because He's not a deity. I know sometimes when I say that all the religious training we had that taught us that Yahshua was a God or was deity or you know was the second person of the Trinity. Sometimes your brain just when you say things like that, it's screaming blasphemy, blasphemy. But you know, just like when I stopped going to church on Sundays and kept the Sabbath on Sundays, I felt like I was in error because I wasn't in church. Well, after a while, that all went away. And so, so it is with this, once the Word gets deeply within you. Because it's all throughout the Scripture. So it says here that, that, that Isaiah the prophet, Yahweh is speaking through Isaiah the prophet, and he is calling the coming Messiah a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. A man. Alright? Let's look in Acts 17. Oh, I didn't put the verse down on my notes here. Acts 17. Let's see if I can find it. Acts 17. Oh, yeah. Verse 31. Acts 17. Well, actually, we can start reading in verse 30. And it says, Truly then, having overlooked these times of ignorance, Elohim, Yahweh, now commands, who commands? Yahweh, not Yahshua. Yahweh commands all men everywhere to repent. Because He, singular, Yahweh, has set a day on which He, Yahweh, is going to judge the world in righteousness by a man. He, Yahweh, has appointed. So Yahweh is going to judge all men on the earth through the man, Yahshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Seed of David, the Set-Apart One, the Messiah, the Son of Elohim. Yahweh's going to do it through Him. And Yahweh lifted up Yahshua and gave Him a human name that is above every human name. Why? Because of what he went through as a man 
to redeem you and I back to the Father. Hallelujah. So we see here again that the Scripture is clearly saying that Yahshua is a man. Now in John 5.27, I'll try to go through these quickly so you get the references. John 5.27, it says, He is the son of Adam. Alright? Matthew 8 and verse 20. Yahshua said, The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. So Yahshua refers to himself as the Son of Man. So who is Yahshua? He's a human being that Yahweh has highly exalted and right now he's at the right hand of the Father. When um, Stephen was being martyred and the heavens were opened and Stephen prayed that Yahweh would receive his spirit or, or Yahshua, I forget which one, um, it said that he saw Yahweh and Yahshua at his right hand. That doesn't mean that um, Yahshua is a deity, but that Yahweh lifted up Yahshua from the earth and set him at his own right hand. Hallelujah. Now in Matthew 9.6 it says, The Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. Yahweh gave Yahshua all authority and power to forgive sin. And you and I have been given that authority to go forth and we can pray for someone and the scripture says that if you remit their sins, their sins are remitted. And we can tell someone that by the authority of Yahshua's name, your sin is forgiven. Hallelujah. In Matthew 10.23, it says, Before the Son of Man comes, referring to His second coming. Acts 13, verse 38, it says that through this man, meaning Yahshua, preached to you forgiveness of sin. Notice, it doesn't say through this deity, but through this man was preached to you the forgiveness of sin. Alright, another good one. Romans 5, verse 15. Romans 5, verse 15. By the grace of one man, by the grace of one man, Yahshua. Let's, let's turn there real quickly. Um, I didn't write the full scripture. Romans 5 and verse 15. It says, um, But the favorable gift it's not like the trespass. For if by one's man by one man's trespass many died, meaning Adam, much more the favor of Elohim, Yahweh, and the gift in favor of the one man, 
Yahshua Messiah overflowed to many. See, it says one man. Yahshua was and is a human highly exalted. There's no greater human than Yahshua of Nazareth. Um, 1 Timothy 2.5 it talks about the Almighty and the man Yahshua. Um, in 1 John chapter 2 verse 1 it says we have an advocate with the Father. We have an advocate with the Father Yahshua Messiah the Righteous. Remember when a mother of two sons came to the Messiah and asked him to grant that her sons sit on either side in the coming kingdom, the Messiah said, that's not for me to give. That's up to Yahweh, paraphrasing. And so Yahweh chose Yahshua HaMashiach the Hebrew Messiah to be at His right hand. The only human at His right hand. Or on either side. So that's interesting to think about. And it says here we have an advocate with the Father. Yahshua Messiah the Righteous. Not a deity. Romans chapter 8 says that Yahshua is at the right hand of the Father making intercession for the saints. He's making intercession for you and I to come out of darkness, for you and I to understand who Yahweh is and who Yahshua is and who they are not, to understand the Torah, to understand the prophets, to understand the writings, He's making intercession for us. As well as intercession for the physical things and the natural things that we may have problems with. And it's the Messiah who died. The man, Yahshua. He died because he was a human being. A God or a deity cannot die. Mark 13, verse 32 says, Of that day and hour, no one knows, only the Father. Now, if Yahshua was co-equal with the Father, if Yahshua was a deity, the second person of the Trinity, or duality of Yahweh's, then He would know the day and the hour when He would return. But he's not. The Father is superior to Yahshua. And Yahshua submits to the Father. Yahweh is the head of Yahshua. Yahshua is the head of the, the body. And the man is the head of the wife. And the wife is the head of the family. That's the order of things. And so... Yahshua here says that of that day and hour no one knows only the Father. And what this is telling me is our focus has to be on Yahweh. Our focus 
needs to be on what thus saith Yahweh. And then secondly, on who Yahshua is, what Yahshua did for us. To be grateful, to be thankful, to bless Him. You know, <clears throat> a parent loves it when you bless their children. When you say to them, good job, when you say to them, thank you, when you say to them, you love them, when you say to them, well done, or to bless them monetarily, or whatever. A parent loves that. The Father loves when you and I say, Yahshua, we give you praise for who you are. Because when you know who Yahshua is, He is not Yahweh, He is not a deity, but He's the man, Yahshua, anointed by Yahweh, who went to the stake on your and my behalf. When we have that proper understanding, Yahweh receives great praise and is highly pleased when you and I give Yahshua any form of love, praise, honor, glory, or even worship. Now, we don't worship Him as deity. We are, are so grateful and worship Him as the Son of Man, whom Yahweh sent, whom Yahweh anointed, whom Yahweh flowed through in healing, forgiving, saving, delivering, prospering those that He went to, and He's doing the same today. Hallelujah. Um, if Yeshua was deity, He would know all things. Only Yahweh knows all things. Only Yahweh is all-powerful. Only Yahweh is everywhere at once. Omniscient, I think that's yes. the word. Yes. Acts 7, verse 56 says, Son of man standing at the right hand of Elohim. If there wasn't one, so those that think that Yeshua was Yahweh manifested in the flesh, why did Stephen say that he saw the Father and the Son? They're not one and the same. They're two individuals. Now, they're one and the same unified, of one purpose, one mind, one heart, one soul, just like you and I. Me and my wife, we are of one mind, one heart. We are one, but we're two individuals. Two separate individuals. But in marriage, we are one. We are unified. We are in unity. We are in agreement. And Yahshua was always in agreement with Yahweh. And he always looked to Yahweh. And he always did what Yahweh commanded him to do. Even to lay down his life. And here, here's, another, here's another good one. John 14, 28. This is awesome. When you see this, this will... This will just solidify who Yahshua is. That He is not Yahweh. That He's not the second person of the Trinity. That He is not a plurality of Yahweh's. He says in verse 28. Uh, well, let me, let me turn there. Um, 
And that way I can read the whole verse. John 14, 28. He says, You heard that I said to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you did love me, you would have rejoiced that I said, I am going to the Father. I am going to the Father. If He was the Father on earth, manifest, He wouldn't be saying He's going to the Father. That would be like, you know, I'm done with work and I'm saying, I'm going to my wife. That means I'm not with her. I have to go to where she is located. And Yahshua is saying, He is not the Father, but He's going to where the Father is located, and that is in heaven. And then He said, My Father is greater than I. He didn't say He was the Father. He didn't say He was deity. He made a, a specific distinction of the separation of Him and Yahweh. And see, that's what John does all throughout the Gospel. When you have your eyes open to this, and you're willing to receive it. Now, if you're not willing to receive it, then, you know, you, you won't. If you want to just hold on to the few scriptures that seem to be saying something different, then that's your prerogative. But, when there's massive amounts of scripture that say that Yahshua is of the lineage of David, that Yahshua is the Son of Man, that He was anointed as a man, that He was crucified as a man, and as a man He was resurrected by Yahweh from the grave. And as a man, He had an Elohim, and His name was Yahweh. So I pray this helps you. I pray this gives you enlightenment. All of Israel, Yahshua the Apostles, knew Yahshua was the Son of Man, not Deity. But He was Yahweh's Son, not Yahweh in the flesh, not two Yahwehs, not a Trinity, but Yahweh's Son, born of Mary, the seed of David. So Father, we just thank You for this teaching. We thank You for Your instructions. We thank You for how you are just showing us things that we never saw before, understanding things we never understood before. And Yahweh, any error that we have held on to, just break it off of us so that we can abide in your truth. And so, Father, I pray for those listening. Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make your face shine upon them. Yahweh, make a way where there seems to be no way for them. Yahweh, instruct them. Yahweh, forgive them. Yahweh, reach those in darkness. Reach those in darkness and shine your light upon them by the power of your name.